This is the Whatever Hunt Podcast. You already know who it is. This is your host, Alan Hunt. We are back. Thank you for joining me, whether it be in the morning or the evening or at night. Like, I have no idea when people listen to this show. So I sincerely hope that all your days are filled with blessings. I mean that sincerely. And I do appreciate you listening as you do every single week. We're like, what? The month of January is over already. I hope that your New Year's resolutions and all of your goals and aspirations are going the way you want them to go. And you have not quit like most people have. There's probably maybe less than 5% of people who are still pushing through to continue doing what they say that they that they are going to do and also doing what they want to do, you know? So real quick, like my keto update. So last week, if you listened to the last episode, you know that I'm doing a keto diet, pseudo, a keto diet, so to speak. I Like I said last week, I don't really like the word diet, but it's straight up, you know, I'm trying to cut down to, like I said, between 195 and 200. Um, last week I started off, I was 215. I have cut down to 211 as of this morning. So I'm progressing as I would like to. Um, It's only water weight at this point. But as the weeks go on, especially next week when I when I record again, I'm pretty sure I'll be down another two or three. And that will definitely be fat. So if you are cutting with me, let me know your progress. Let me know what challenges you may be going through and we can work through them together. Because like I said, I mean, I am a trainer. I do love fitness and things of that sort. So if I can help anybody out, you know, just let me know. We're going to get into some quick hits. I have not done quick hits in a long time, but I do want to do quick hits today. And I do want to get into some more heavy, serious things because the world is completely jacked up right now. And for some reason... Um, nobody is talking about a lot of the things that are going on. It's kind of being glossed over because we are distracted. Yes, people, we are distracted. And you have to pay attention to the distractions so you will know if it is a distraction. <laughs> All right. So quick hits really fast. This will be fun. Chrisette Michelle, please do not explain any type of garbage. Just get paid and be quiet i got the falcons winning the super bowl this year the muslim band has nothing to do with terrorism and has everything to do with business interests and really quick the listen politics and business mixed together the quicker you understand that the quicker you realize the the world that we live in america is based on capitalism period so stay woke right? Stay woke. The North Dakota pipeline. I've mentioned this before. Sad situation. I've heard people talk about they need like civil rights attorneys and things of that sort. But when the president signs something to pretty much say that the business can continue to run, I don't really know if the civil rights attorneys can really help out in a situation like that. I feel bad for those people. Um, I, I, I am not Native American, but I do understand civil rights. In a, I do understand civil rights, period. 
You know, so I sympathize with them. I have empathy for them. And I pray and hope that everything goes the way that they want it to go. Um, Acting Attorney General Sally Yates was fired for doing what she is supposed to do. And one thing that I keep seeing and I don't like the people who are uh, Trump supporters and there's nothing wrong with supporting who you want to support. I just don't like certain words that they use. Everybody will bow down. You will kneel. If you woke, you understand where I'm going with that. I don't like that type of lingo being relayed to the public about what will happen to a man just like you or a man or woman. If you understand where I'm going, you will bow. You will kneel. I don't like that. You need to pump your brakes on that. You're getting out of your lane just a little bit. LeBron, you line stepped, but I, I understand where you're coming from. When you just keep getting poked and poked and poked, eventually you have to defend yourself. But he didn't have to line step the way he did. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to do that because it looks bad on you now. You know, you defended yourself, but you defended yourself in a way that that makes the public look at you a certain type of way and say, hey, you know, oh, this is how you feel. So who else do you feel like this about? Because now the media will jump all over you and push you to a point because they want this negativity. They want you to come out and say negative things about people in that manner. And that's not that hasn't been you in the past. So don't let it become your future. You know what I mean? So let's get on to the real. So Saturday morning, I woke up at about 5, 5 a.m. I'm on um, one of my favorite websites, Worldstar. Shout out to Q, passed away. Rest in peace to Q from Worldstar. As much flack as they give to Worldstar and say that he, you know, he created a website that was full of negativity, full of things that just um, promote violence and, and, and hate in the world. The website did not promote it. The website get shed light on what happens. Now, granted that now, granted, it, it may have intrigued some youngsters to make videos to so they could get on Worldstar. But a lot of the information that's on Worldstar is things that are happening in the world currently. So uh, shout out to Q and um, and his family. You know, my blessings go up to, to them. But I saw the story. Uh, about Emmett Till and I saw the report that the accuser the accuser of of Emmett Till the lady who was a who was allegedly a victim of what Emmett Till did to her lied about the entire situation and the reporter who did the story with the local news station in Chicago sat down with the family member of Emmett Till because if if you don't know Emmett Till is from Chicago he's from the shy he's from the Windy City he was sent down back in 1955 to visit some relatives in Mississippi he never returned you know as a parent you send your child somewhere you hope that they come back no it ain't no hope you that you ain't no hope that they come back they better come back so I can only imagine how this family felt or how this mother felt when she got her son back and she could not even recognize the body. Sad situation. But the lady who accused Emmett Till of doing what he did not do shed some light on some things that the public was unaware of, but 
we already knew. So briefly, you got to bear with me because I'm pretty sure that there are some listeners who do not know what I'm talking about, who do not know this story. So I'm going to have to spit some facts at you really fast, and then I'm going to give my two cents on where I think we should go from here. First, on August 28th, 1955, Emmett Till was beaten and shot for reportedly whistling at a white woman while visiting relatives in Mississippi. The body of the 14-year-old from Chicago was discovered later in the Tallahassee River. This information is courtesy of the Chicago Tribune. I did not go to CNN for this information. I did not go to Fox News. I went straight to the to the um, city and state where this child was from because I knew that they would care. They would care for this story just a tad bit more. Uh, in further detail about the intro, now. Emmett Till went into a grocery store, a local grocery store in Mississippi. Carolyn Bryant at the time was a 21-year-old white woman who owned the store with her husband, Roy Bryant. Till whistled and flirted with Bryant, probably just saying, hey, you know, you're pretty. I'm, he's 14. Pretty lady. Hey, you know, how you doing? You know, what's up? Probably nothing. Probably It was, it was probably nothing to it. On August 28, 1955, four days later, Till was taken from his house where he was staying at and was killed. Roy Bryant and his half-brother, J.W. Milliam, were acquitted of the murder, but later admitted to it in Look Magazine. All right, so August 28th, I mean, excuse me, August 24th, 1955, he walks into a store. He sees a nice and attractive woman, 14-year-old boy, flirts with a 21-year-old woman, right? 21-year-old woman. Four days later, he's dragged out of his home in the middle of the night, and he's killed. All right, now let's get back to, let's go back to the store incident. So let's backtrack to the store. What happened in the store, really, what happened in the store? I got my facts right here. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to hear the paper moving. But I got to make sure I give you the information correctly. All right. Carolyn Bryant Dunham. She changed her name. Currently, she goes by Carolyn Dunham. Um, but Bryant was her was her maiden name. She testified on August 24th, 1955, that Till grabbed her hand as he went to pay for bubble gum. How about a date, baby? <laughs> Till said, according to Brian's testimony, which was delivered without the jury present, as, and this is what, uh, this is what was written. Bryant claimed Till grabbed her hand by the waist, and he said he told her that he had done an imprintable word to a white woman before. I was just scared to death. That's what Bryant said on August 24th, 1955. All right. That's what she said. No, I'm. She didn't say it on August 24th, 1955. She said it during her testimony. All right. Now, there's a key part to this. Currently, there's a historian named Timothy Tyson. He went to Duke University. Now, he told the Associated Press over a week ago that Carolyn Dunham broke her silence in a book that he's writing. That's called The Blood of Emmett Till, which should be out currently. That's where all of this stems from, right? 
She broke her silence because she's writing memoirs over her experiences in life that won't be released until 30 years from now. She's 82 currently. The memoirs will not be released at all until 2036. She'll be gone. She'll, she'll, be, she'll be dead and gone. But that particular statement that I just read previously where I said um, about him grabbing her waist and saying he's done these things to women before X, Y, and Z. She said to um, Timothy Tyson, the historian, it was not true. None of it was true. Everything was garbage. She lied. She lied. She went home when she either told her husband why she was in the store that same day. I, I, I don't know. But she pretty much definitely said another thing that what happened to the boy should not have happened. And I don't give a damn if he even said, hey, you know, I know how to get down. I'm 14 years old. You know what I'm saying? I'm with it. I don't give a damn if he said that. He didn't deserve to die. He didn't deserve to get tortured. He didn't deserve to get mutilated. He didn't deserve to go from Chicago to Mississippi to not come back home. And then when he come back home, his mama looking at the casket because he can't, she don't even know who her son is. But then as I kept digging and I keep reading all this stuff and I went back to what the, because mind you, I said that the the husband, Roy Bryant and J.W. Milliam, the half brother, they did an interview with Look Magazine after they were acquitted. And they got paid to do the interview, too. And I guess and this was, I think, roughly a year later. Yes. September 23rd, 1955. J.W. Milliam and Bryant's husband, Roy Bryant, were acquitted after the jury deliberated for 67 minutes. So it took a year. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Messing up my notes right here. It didn't take a year. It only took a month, pretty much, for this this trial to go wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, it's over with. But, okay, here's where the year comes in. Y'all got to bear with me. You know what I'm saying? When you, when you, when you're the producer, the writer and the deliverer of the notes, you get a little overwhelmed with your show. You know what I'm saying? So bear with me as I get through these facts. 1956, they told their story to Look Magazine where they, where they were paid between 3,600 and four grand. All right. Now this is what they said. I'm no bully. I never heard a nigga in my life. I like niggas in their place. I know how to work them. But I just decided it was time a few people got put on notice. That's what Miriam said. And look, as long as I live, I can do any I can do anything about it. Niggas are going to stay in their place. Niggas ain't going to vote where I live. If they did, they control the government. Well, Mr. Miriam, because I know you already dead and gone. Nigga, we voting and we out here. And we working and we succeeding and we striving and we thriving. So tough break, bruh. J.W. Million did the killing. Huey said he fired the shot when they took down Teal, when they took Teal down on the river and killed him. That's a sad situation overall. Emmett Teal, Emmett Teal's story is something that was talked about when I was younger. It was talked about in my history classes when I was in college because 
I focused on African-American studies, you know? That was something that we dived into in great detail. Now, common sense, you know that his death was unjustified. His death had no purpose. We knew that the story was a little ridiculous, unnecessary. And what it seems as though, if I had to replay it for my own self, what I'm thinking may have happened... Like I said, this is just my opinion. The young man walked into the store. He probably was a confident young man from the north. We're in the 50s, right? But we're in the north. We're in the shy. He's a confident young man, not used to the deep south. He was only 14 years old. So a little bit more cocky, probably had a little bit more swag, probably said, yo, what's up? Ain't no big deal. I'm from up north, right? She probably didn't like it, probably thought that, hey, look at this nigga out of place. Let me go tell my husband. Let me let me let me exaggerate the story to some degree. Now, she, Carolyn Bryant, Dunham, whatever her name is, she probably did not even think that her husband may would do something like this. Right? Because she said that what happened, she said currently, what happened to that boy was unjustified. What happened to that boy made zero sense. So she's lived with this since she was 21 years old. Now I have no sympathy for her because you wait until you're in your 70s to to tell somebody to tell a historian. The news doesn't come out to the general public about the lie that you said until you're in your 80s. And then you wrote memoirs that are supposed to come out 30 years from now when we already know you're probably gonna, gonna be dead. Unless you got some magical life formula that's gonna keep you running for 30 more years when you're already 82. Now, I think it's pathetic. I think it's ridiculous. Now, I've heard different opinions when it comes to the public's voice. And you wanna know something? The only news cycles that I've seen this on is when it was on World Star, and I don't watch too much TV, but I stay woke when it comes to the internet and read what's going on on different outlet on different outlets. World Star and Joe Madison's show this past Monday, I was listening. He he opened the show with it, and one question that he was asking was, should she be charged with perjury? Because you can't do anything to her husband, can't do anything to the other guy. They're already gone, right? Now I don't know. If they should, if if they, if she should be charged with perjury for lying under oath, right? Because she testified. the The quote that I gave you previously was something that she testified against, right? She testified and said what the boy did, even though what she said in her testimony still does not mean that the boy did something wrong, right? He did not do anything. All he did was whistle at her, say what up though, and that was it. She went and told her husband some BS. They killed the boy and they, and if you, and listen, I don't have time to go into all the details of what they did to him, but please Google it, read it for yourself. Understand what, what happened down in the South, understand what happened even before Emmett Till, you know what I'm saying? It was ridiculous. Should they, should she be charged with perjury? I have no idea. You know, what do you think? A lot of people calling in felt like she should be caught, should be charged with perjury. You know, some people feel like, 
You know, she's 82 years old. She's getting closer to going up to the upper room, maybe. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. That ain't right. That ain't right. She's getting closer to going up to the upper room, right? So why bother her, right? Why even bother ta- why even waste taxpayers dollars on prosecuting her or bringing charges up on her? Well, I'll say this just real quick. Yes, we will all be dealt with spiritually, but there are some things that you have to be dealt with while you're here in the world as well. Now, we don't know what has happened from her from the time she was 21 all the way up to now where she's currently 82. Maybe the public got at her ass real good down there in Mississippi. We don't know. But still, the fact that this news broke and it broke quietly is still something that I feel like needs to be needs to be brought to light a little bit more and more attention needs to be put on it, right? More African-Americans need to be speaking about it. And I say that because when it comes to African-American history in general, there seems to be a reluctance to it. There seems to be a, oh, it's happening, kind of get over it. Or, oh, yeah, I'm aware of it, but I'm kind of tired of talking about it. You should not be tired of talking about your history. You should not be tired of wanting to understand what happened in the past. You should not be tired of wanting to understand the past so you can understand the future. We need this information. We, we, we need to have this information so we can understand who we are as a people, what we want to accomplish, and where we do not never want to go back to. Those people who died, the Emmett Till's of the world, the Rosa Parks of the world, the Martin Luther King's of the world, the Malcolm X's of the world, they died for a purpose. In my estimation, they would be considered prophetic in the African-American community because they died for a purpose, because when they did die, change did happen, right? So if you are African-American and you're listening to me, whether you're Caucasian and you're listening to me, let's not try to gloss over African-American history because we hear about it so much. And we don't and, and we don't necessarily hear about it so much. We hear about it. And when we do hear about it, it's negative. It's not positive. It's always somebody like saying, I'm so tired of hearing about African-American history. You all were slaves. Get over it. No, I'm not getting over it. Nah, I'm not not going to gloss over it. I am going to teach my daughter about this. I am going to teach my daughter about all the revolutionary black people who fought for our freedom and rights currently. I am going to teach people that I know. I'm teaching my podcast. If you didn't know, now you know. So I'm going to close out with this. I'm going to close out with what the young people be saying constantly. Stay woke. Understand your history. Go back and read. Write blogs. Comment on your Facebook. Do whatever you need to do to keep information like this rolling. Because I'm telling you, nobody is talking about this Emmett Till story at all. And I know it got glossed over. It probably came out at maybe the wrong time because it came out, you know, while we got this, we have, while we have the Muslim ban, which is straight garbage as well. Because it's all business, people. You got to stay woke. It's all business. So it may have got overshadowed because of that. And that's understandable. The protests that are going on with the, in the, at the airports, it's understandable. It's warranted. These people have feelings. They have lives. They have families just like me and you. 
right? Just because we may not share the same religions don't mean that we don't have some of the same similar interests, all right? So stay woke, stay reading, educate yourself. And this was the Whatever Hunt Podcast, and we'll talk next week.